Goose IPA because I just really love the taste and it's great. You can have two and you're done or three and you're done. But, you know, if you want to be a writer, have four and go to sleep. That's fine with me. If I'm going to say favorite MC, then I'm going to say favorite MC. My favorite MC would have to be Elderly Bastard. That would have to be my favorite album, too, from beginning to end. Like, one of my favorite albums. Boom. So I'm going to stick to that. My food, my favorite food has to be tacos. Like, if you know me, you know that I love tacos. Tacos every day. Taco Thursday, Taco Tuesday. Any day that starts with teas should require tacos. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. I am your host, Old Head Ed, a.k.a. Ed, a.k.a. Ed and Ed Hia. And this time around, I'm joined by another special guest. They're all special guests. Um, she is a stylist, a makeup artist, a low enthusiast, a hip-hop head, a purveyor of the culture, if you will, and most recently, a photographer. I am talking about none other. Help me welcome Lady G. So, yeah, I'll put, in the, I'll, put in the, I'll put in the clap and the applause later on. It'll sound real nice when it happens. <laughs> Lady G, how are we doing? Hi, thank you for interviewing me for your podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Um, anybody who's who's into beers, music, and uh, and food, I, I got to get them on. Um, nice. Just a little history. We met. We met sometime in February. It was at the Technique Records. It was Dilla Day. Um, you were already familiar with uh, Orion and DJ Tres, which are um, fellow podcasters. And um, and they introduced me to you. And I was and you told me, yeah, I take pictures. And I was like, great. I'm always always looking for a a, a strong female opinion and, and and females that are doing things. So I, I figured it worked. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Shout out to Orion. Shout out to Trez, to my people. For, for <laughs> sure. For sure. So let's get into it. Um, oh, I forgot. I, I, man, you know what? I I, uh, I almost forgot to mention you. Fellow Dominicana. Oh, yes. You already know. Platanera. Delo Mio. <laughs> for sure. So this is going to go great. Um, so tell me, how did you, um, what came first? Like, I guess give us the uh, chronological order order of, you know, what it is that you do. Um, did you start off makeup artist first, stylist first? How did that happen? Not really, man. Like I started off just kind of throwing events and doing sponsorships for different things. I used to work for a liquor sponsor. Okay. And that's how I met a lot of different people doing marketing. I was a brand ambassador for a while, for like six years. Wow. Through that, I met people like Heron, 8 and 9, and a whole bunch of other people that I was really grateful to work for and do like a lot of good campaigns. Mm. And then um, just always been a creative person within that. I've always been working. I was in hospitality also. I also um, threw a couple events. And just got to meet people because I'm a lover of Miami and the culture. So I support what I like. So I like brews. I like art. And I like hip hop. So I would go check out, you know, how I met Heron, DJ Heron. You know, shout out to DJ Heron. 
Yes, yes, for real. And a couple other people in the culture and just going to the events he would throw in the stage, you know, you meet your people and that's how I started. And then from then I would just keep working and people and I guess I got to the starting thing. I've always liked um and I like to dress. I like to make sure people look good. You know what I mean? Okay. And one day I got called. My friend was like, oh, are you doing something? I was like, no, not really. They were like, come and help me out with this. So I would always show up um, and help people do things. And I ended up being in the right place at the right time with the right. Started doing, um, helping with photo shoots with Video One Collective. Shout out to okay. Star. She taught me how to do like boudoir shoots when I didn't even know I was going to get into that. And then my friend Omar from Low Life. DJ XS, shout out to XS. One day he was like, yeah, I know you know how to do this. Come over and help me out with that. And when I showed up, it happened to be, um, they were filming a, a video. I was like, okay. what did I just walk into? So <laughs> went in, ended up having to, you know, do makeup with the makeup artist because a couple other people didn't show up. Mm. So I started learning there. Then I took a couple workshops from my girl, Erica. Shout out to Erica. Everybody. Just yeah, just you know, you gotta shout out the people that you learn from. If not, no, for sure, for sure, you gotta give them their props for sure. Yeah. So then, um, I just kept being in the right place at the right time, and they, you know, slowly but surely, one of those times, someone put a camera in my hand, and that's how I ended up taking pictures. Wow. I would always be like at the right time, and I was always taking pictures, but with my phone or doing videos and. Mm-hmm. You know, just always a very visual person. And I guess, you know, doing all those other things led me to what I'm supposed to be doing, what I'm doing now. <laughs> dope, dope. Let me ask yeah. the question. Being a fan of hip hop and, and I'm sure, uh, you know, consuming music videos throughout your life. Um, what was like, what was the actually being at a video shoot compared to what you saw on TV? Now, granted, the, the, what you see on TV is the finished product. But uh, like, how does it translate? Uh, it's a different language, man. It's not for the weak. Like everyone thinks, ah, oh, videos is not that glamorous. It's a lot of work. Mm. It's a lot of. You need a lot of. How can I say? Like a lot of execution, and people have to be there, ready to work, and you know, bring out a certain energy. Okay. But it's, it's awesome when you get to do all the things behind the scenes, and once you put it, like you're right in front of it, you're like, wow, you didn't even know. People don't realize how much work. Okay. Into it. That's okay. like the best way that I could do it. And I was actually able to be there. And I, I kind of like that grind, even though it's a little crazy because you're there stuck for like nine. You spend like 20, 19 hours, days, weeks on something that people see like five minutes of. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like short films, 10, 20 minutes. And you're like, what? <laughs> so it's magic. That's like the best thing that I could say. What made me fall in love with it was, uh, I guess, the magic. It's just okay. magic being on a in a video and you're able to paint such a good picture okay That's what I like. yeah 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 were you uh, were you able to pick up anything else like i know somebody put a camera in your hand and you said you were already documenting certain things with your phone um did you pick up anything else as far as how like a director works how maybe the the, the set manager works oh yes man i've i've done like i'm learning from everybody that i'm around shout out to box low you know what i mean He's able to teach me a lot of things. I've been working a lot with Thurston Howell and just everybody in low life. And before that, just other people like teach you how to do the cameras and move around and just learn the language. You got to know the language, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or else you'll so, miss a step. Like you'll miss a step at a moment where they yeah, don't need you because you're not familiar I, with the terminology. And I have, you know, thankfully I have people that are just showing me the, the right way. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I feel like it's been a, 
a learning experience and I feel like I still have a lot of things to learn. I'm just a baby at it. Mm. And yeah. I imagine I'm nowhere near, you know? <laughs> yeah, we gotta start somewhere. And I imagine the fact that they that these people are so willing um to get in there and show you this and that means that they probably they could probably pick up something about you that that you're the right fit for it. Like they probably feel like you're, you're the person to handle something like this. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess so. I just pretty much just showed up to do the work and then everything's yeah. been by itself. Yeah. Work, you know, and then let's say I show up the next day. What, what, what do we have to do? You just show up and see what you do and you never know what you're going to end up doing. You know what I mean? But you yeah. kind of have to show up. That's half the battle. I hear you. I hear you. Um, so we, we spoke a little bit about style, being a stylist and makeup. Um, how is, were you dressing? Were you always, you know, concerned with your dress or your wardrobe and whatnot as, as a child? I mean, you could say that, but I've always been more like considered as a like, you know, I'm a sneakerhead. So okay. I've always been into looking fresh. That's the part of hip hop that I really learned that I'm like, hey, you know, you always got to look fresh and look nice and. You just always got to look clean and nice. It's something that I'm, you know, I can't say that I'm like, as I like to make people feel comfortable in what they wear. You know what I mean? Like if you try to put people outside of what they wear and who they are, I feel like sometimes they might turn into something else. But if like, it's good to just like, if you already look good in this line, if you just add a little bit of that, you look better. Ah, okay. Okay. So it's more into like, you can try to style somebody, but you got to try to style the best at who out of people who already, who you already are. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to, you want to kind of keep a little bit of that. Unless there. you're like, hey, I want this look I'm going for, then I specifically go for that look. It really depends on the person, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. True, true. Um, I'm better at styling, like, uh, males or females, or like, you know, just make sure it looks good. Like, when you have on before the shoot, it looks good, it looks right. It goes with what you're doing. It goes with the ambiance, with the scene. Just you got to feel the role that you're going to step into sometimes when you're going to get in front of a camera or you're okay. going to do something. Yeah. Because when you're styling someone is to do something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I imagine that. It's a, it's a presentation of self to me in, a, in another way. Yeah. And, the, and that it amplifies their, their effort or their what they do in front of the camera. I imagine if you get it right, it just kind of gives them that confidence. Like a lot of times you hear, um, like a lot of pro athletes when they started wearing like real nice fancy stuff. A lot of mm -hmm. them, like I think Nia, I think uh, Deion Sanders had this quote where he would say, "If I if I dress good, I feel good. If I feel good, I play good." So yes, I imagine that Deion has Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For real. So yeah, you, one of my favorite football players. So it's like, yes, exactly. Yes, okay, exactly. okay, damn. See how that works. Then you look mean, you know, cleanliness is close to godliness. It's like uh, that's something else that it's like, you know, it's always look fresh. Look for good. Sure. For sure, for sure. You mentioned sneakers. Um, you have a favorite uh favorite style a favorite uh brand, favorite style? Um, I have a couple like sneakers that I like that I'll you know if I can get them in every color I probably will and I'm sorry then <laughs> it's the um Allen Iversons okay like, I am a huge fan of Allen Iverson yeah I like Jordan but it's like I kind of got off the Jordan hype I only get like certain sneakers if I really like them okay but they just had a new a new shoe that had the first I think it's a female designer for Jordan and she put out some fire that I just Really? Have to get. Yeah, because it was just a female shoe and it's a beautiful shoe. Okay. I don't remember the name of it right now. 
but mm-hmm. yeah i like and i like a lot of you know like i wear whatever shoe it doesn't matter it doesn't have to yeah. be named brand but like my weakness that you're like ah it's gotta be those threes like ah uh, <laughs> okay okay are you more of a so okay so we're talking about sneakers back then so it's not so much about the tech that the sneaker possesses it's more of the look the style of it no it's actually a very comfortable sneaker the only thing that you know I have a skinny foot, so all sneakers are kind of. I like. I think that the Iversons are more comfortable okay. than the Jordan. I'm sorry, guys, but I do. <laughs> I like. You know, it's just comfortable. Like I feel like I have a little bubble around my foot. Okay, and it supports my ankle. Everything about it, I feel comfortable. I feel good. The Jordan mm-hmm. is like. I mean, I am watching my step in both of them, but it's just something about the Iversons for me that fit my foot right. Yeah, but I like. I feel good in them. Listen, uh, you're not gonna get any grief from me because <laughs> as, as long as you can ask anybody who's known me for years, I it's it's been Adidas for me the whole time. Um, and sometimes it's like you know people are like, bro, you're gonna get anything else but Adidas? Like you sure? You- <laughs> hey man, but it, yeah, it's you know it's been like it's been Adidas for me. So I'm I'm very when it comes to sneakers, I'm very close. I now. Granted, I see sneakers on people and I think, yo, that looks good. Um, there's yes. there's some Nikes where I'm like, yo, those look pretty fresh. Would I buy them? Nah, probably not. But I do appreciate, you know, the design and how they look, how they, how the, you know, they go with either shorts or jeans or whatnot. So definitely. Um, the, the point I'm trying to make is I'm not really a big sneakerhead, so I really can't judge anybody's sneaker taste. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, man. Like, I, I just, you know sneakers like uh, i like sneakers i like colorful sneakers too so. okay okay but just the ones that are like the back to my eye. oh and the number one weakness i have like you'll show me whatever sneaker and whatever color i'll be like eh, and then you show me the same thing in red i'm like hmm i might get that <laughs> good okay like almost all the sneakers are on are red so those are two things but um, not, you know would you say would you say red goes with most um uh, most um outfits like or, you know even though there might not be red in the color scheme or you need red in the color scheme to rock some red sneakers? I mean, you can throw it off. It's really up to you, man. Okay. You don't have to wear red. You could wear no red and then just wear like a beige and then, I don't know want to throw it off with a red and do yeah. red lipstick, a red okay. accessory. Red diamonds, red, you know, something. Yeah, yeah. It really depends how you rock it. I just really like red sneakers okay i wouldn't be able to tell you how that started or what that was but yeah Uh, you know what's gonna happen i'm gonna have like my listeners are gonna be in miami at some point and they're gonna see a young lady with red sneakers and she's like that's gotta be lady g (laughs) (laughs) everybody's gonna look at me yeah she wearing red i'm like (laughs) talking about wearing let's go back to um you mentioned uh Polo, low life, low enthusiast. Um, did that come? Did your your affinity for polo come from being involved with the, the shoots, or were you a polo fan before that? Well, I've always been a Ralph Lauren fan. You know what I mean. But I've always been more like a Ralph Lauren, like polo, super preppy for work, gotcha. dresses, and super professional. So being in this part of low, I just happen to. Like I said, be at the right time and the right place, putting in work. And now I've learned that it's like, it's completely a complete subculture that I had like no idea about. You know what I mean? Like you do know, because you grew up with hip hop is in the eighties, but I was like, wow, people are, this is huge, bigger Mm -hmm. than me, what what I understand. You know what I mean? So I'm still learning, 
I just know that we just did a photo shoot and I showed up. It's like, yeah, you know, I got to get some low. What am I going to get? And then all the outfits that I picked, all, all the OGs had those outfits already. I was like, I'm good. I, got it. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm good. So it's just something that now I'm, I'm glad to be a part of, man. It's like a family. You get to be around good people that want to create and want to do something, you know? So I love it. Yeah, that's what counts, man. Like you said, when you're around, yeah. you're around. Now I'm a huge enthusiast. I'm like, what? I wouldn't even, I would have never thought that I was going to be even a part of it. Today. Drawn into it like that. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, you're also, you're also a, um, a, besides photographer, you also do some artwork. Yeah, I do. I do artwork. I do um, passive-aggressive collages. I'm actually painting one outside right now. Okay, okay. Passive-aggressively? Yeah, you know. <laughs> let, my people, let my people know what passive-aggressive artwork is, because I know that was a new term for me, and I felt like, okay, I learned something, so I, wanted, I want you to share that with them. Oh, man, passive-aggressive. It's like, you know, when you're passive-aggressive about something, like you're mad about something, and then later on it comes out in a different way. That was your passive-aggression. <laughs> okay. You're like, and you know what? The eggs from three weeks ago that you burnt and shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like two weeks later, because I don't know, somebody didn't take out the trash. Just passive aggression. Like something you, you have inside of you that you just let out. You got to let okay. out in a different way. Okay. So some of my passive aggressiveness comes out through that art. And yeah, I feel like it's safe. It's a safe way to get it out there. Definitely. Like you said, instead of letting it, you know, kind of fester inside you and then create other, you know, other ill conditions in, within yourself, you transfer that energy onto the canvas. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I used to, I used to do like, I used to do it out of, it kind of grew out of being 19. Okay. And I used to, uh, I was in like a bad car accident when I was 19. And oh, wow. I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, so I was stuck at home and I just started collaging uh, my wall. I put up, I used to read number magazines, the source. Mm, yeah. yeah, I still, I still have that. Like when we left, I picked up, I took the whole wall down and put it in a folder that I still own. Wow. Like I've always quietly just done it, you know, something for myself privately to just, I guess, deal with, uh, with different things. I think, you know, you got to talk about like, let's say mental health. You got to deal with certain things. Correct. That you just don't really talk about. And that was just always a way of me being able to just, I guess, different feelings. Yeah. And something that is, it, uh, it turns material. Like, I feel like when you turn it into something material, it goes with an energy and you're able to, I guess, just let that go. Like some of them I do them. I give them away to people. Okay. I've also done vision boards for friends, but it just kind of started out of something that, that started out of just, you know, right now, like we're quarantined. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be quarantined at home. Like, yeah, just kind of learned it. And then within time, I just started coming across things that I liked and I turned it more towards, um, I guess, the ladies i like to add um pinups and okay like pinup chicks because yeah. like you know in the 50s and the 80s women are they they had us in a way that society you can't act a certain way you got to look a certain way mm. so i kind of like use the pinup girls in a way that it uh it's a form of rebellion in a way okay a form of empowerment <laughs> yeah and it's it's like you know hey you, does you, you look at it real good like oh it looks so nice and then you get real close and it's like does that say fuck on it what is it <laughs> like put it down it's like yeah so it's just been it's something that has helped me out a lot like i've given it if you're like a real close friend of mine you know like you probably got one of my pieces but i don't let a lot of people see it i just post it here and there because it's like you know 
it, it'll come out one day yeah when it's supposed to like you said the, the perfect time and place like the situation you found yourself in several times yeah yeah and right now it's been like a good time now i guess just try to put that together you know yeah you know definitely um you see it all. i've seen i've spoken to several people i've heard several people say it and you see people post it on uh social media where it's like this is the time where if you know, if you're really a creative, this is where where you you'll get your 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 moment to shine, or where your moment starts, and then eventually the shine will come. So you start now working on whatever it is you do, you know, crafting your your your, your working on your craft and your trade, and then eventually it'll become something magnificent. So, but it starts here. I mean, yeah, this is it starts. Me is more like finishing things that I have already started that for some reason, you know, because I have a regular nine to five. Yeah. It's not all about like everything that you speak of that I do is just pretty much what I do, like on my free time. Like that's my creativeness. But, you know, you got to have a nine to five. You got you got to have bills to pay. And I've been thankful that I've always been able to make a living out of some of those things also. Okay. But so it's like now it's the time, like if you were working on something and you were doing it, you were thinking about something, just do it, you know. And for me, it's going to be able to like finish things that I started in order to open up a new path. To I can focus more on just photography. Nice. Nice. OK. You know, and that that's it. I think that's where it's going for me and just, you know, building more of my brand. Excellent. And see where it takes me. Like I just, I'm open to just learning more stuff. And yeah, yeah. It was nice, you know. Okay. What's something? Um. What's What's something that you like to capture uh, when it comes to photography? I mean, besides, um, if it was something besides like a, a behind the scenes at a video shoot or a fashion shoot, is there anything else that captures your eye? Just regular day to day life. I really think um, I like to capture people in their best moments. Okay. I like to capture people in their moments. Like it's, it's a vibe in pictures. Like pictures are a thousand words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like to catch people having certain moments. I mean, you might not like the moment I capture. Right? <laughs> yeah. so I got to think twice about posting my pictures and stuff like that. But it's like, I like to catch vibes. Like um, I think people are powerful and it's good to catch people at some of the raw moments. So I like to do, that's why I like to do a lot of street photography. Like I like to be outside and see what I find. I also like to take pictures of, um, you could say, art murals okay. and flowers. I really started with flowers. That's like, that was like my thing. They're the perfect models. But more than that, I like to catch like live action, like people just being who they are. On some candid. Like, like in the moment. Yeah. yeah, like candid in the moment. You're having a good time. People don't even half of the time want to like post a piece of like, nah, I didn't even know you was there taking that picture. Oh my God. <laughs> Silent assassin. <laughs> yeah, so you don't even know. Like you never know when I'm shooting, man. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. So like to quote P- EPMD, don't get too close or you might get shot. Shot. Yeah, Lady G shot you. There you go. Another one. Dope. Yeah, I always I mean myself, I've always found it that um I don't consider myself photogenical at all. And and it, it 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 really it <laughs> I'm even less photogenical when I try to focus on taking a picture. You know what I mean? Um, to me, in my opinion, like I see pictures of me actually looking at the camera, like "Hey, smile!" or I don't know what to do. So, oh my god! I, see, like you get a lot of those people that never know. Like I'm not photogenic, and then I have people that tell me I'm not photogenic. But when you take my picture, man, I look so good in my picture. I'm like, I don't know what are you talking about, man? That's just that's how you be looking. Like it's just the lens. 
what is this? I guess it's some. It's my eye. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's how I got into it. I try to like get the best in people. Okay, okay, dope, dope. Where are you hoping that your photography takes you? And I'm hoping if coronavirus will slow down, like Cardi would say, I would want to be able to travel the world, man. Nice. See beautiful places and meet beautiful people and learn more culture. Like, see where it's wherever it wants to take me. I'm um, open to it. Oh, that is dope. Like, I don't have, like, just one, no, whatever. Wherever photography takes me, I want to go. Wherever there's somewhere, and it's all over the place where you could capture people in their element, uh, witnessing things for the first time, or just people that have been there forever. That yeah, that's that's pretty dope. Yeah, like I just try to show pretty much like I just try to show like my people, the people that I'm around. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like the people that impact my culture, and also try to show hip hop culture in it, and then like Hispanic people. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing that I wanna like. I wanted to take me to a place where I'll be able to continue to empower more of my people and learn more, you know? Dope, dope. And show more about, like, just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm American, you know? I'm an American citizen, but it's like you have a lot of migrant people, so I hope it takes me to a place where I can tell more of our story through my people, like, especially people that are from over there and raised here and, like, things we had to go through that, per se, when you got to come here and learn a different language and the struggles and stuff like that. So I hope it takes me to a place where it'll be good, that I can show something good. Yeah, yeah. That they'll be like, oh, wow, you know, just show something good about my people. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, like you said, I mean, uh, going back and, and, and getting to witness, um, you know, people from other places, immigrants, because, I mean, but we were raised by those people, you know, the people that had never been to this country before or just get coming into the country and and i mean i wasn't born here i was brought over here oh, like, okay we came here. i got here when i was like nine so we lived in puerto rico and but i was i had to pretty much come over here and learn english kids here are rough man yeah it's oh, <laughs> <easy. laughs> a rough and i grew up in like in alapata thank god a little dominican town but it was still kind of rough man. yeah yeah. So it'll be it'll be good to just be able to just tell a different story. So, so. show like just more Latino. I don't feel like like I feel like yeah, there's a lot of respect for Latino, but sometimes there's not enough. Yeah, you know? yeah, or or it's not told the right way for sure. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Misrepresentation of our culture is like wow. Did you just see it? Like I'm actually glad that they're putting more shows out there that they're more you know spanglish yeah or more like just showing the culture of who we are correct and i think that was something that i could say i never really saw growing up that's why i guess i related to hip-hop so much and it was such a big thing because mm. that was the closest thing that i could see people that kind of look like me yeah or we're just kind of i don't know in the same groove exactly dope dope well where can we, if someone wants to witness the journey, the growth of Lady G through her pictures, through her, uh, through her, uh, you know, the, the finding herself in the right place at the right time, the vision boards, where can they keep up with you? Um, I actually, I'm on Instagram at Lady G Shacha, just at Lady G Shacha. You can follow me. I'm definitely going to follow you back and it'll give you a little bit of a background on what I've been doing. Excellent. I'm going to post a whole bunch of pictures. <laughs> there you go there you go you're gonna put the camera to work yeah i've been i've been it's more about like the one struggle in photography is like what to post and what not to post mm. you know what i mean and people are like post everything i'm like oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no gotcha gotcha well 
not only can they get to know you there, they're definitely going to get to know you in the next couple of segments because this is the official business. We've taken care of that. Now we got to talk the, the, the real, real, like we got to get into it, the, the stuff that makes life matter, you know, the brews, the beats, and the eats. So that's right. That's what I'm talking about. So I still got Lady G with me. Stick around. We'll see you guys on the other side. Bruce Beats and Easter podcast, and we have made it to the Bruce segment of the podcast. This is the fan favorite segment. This is typically where my, I'm sorry, not fan favorite, guest favorite. Um, I don't know anything about fans. <laughs> guest favorite segment. This is where they get to sample four beers. They get to sample them, experience them, and then if they're so kind, they'll give me their thoughts on them, and eventually we'll end up at a place where they kind of give me the one through four. Um, all, all while we discuss maybe early beer memories, what they're drinking nowadays. So without no further hesitation, um, Lady G, you've uh, been so gracious as to provide your own beers because we're, we're dealing with these quarantine times. So... <laughs> You went out and you picked up four beers that you've never had before, correct? Yep, that's right. I, I've never had these. So I was pretty curious. Okay. I was like, hey. Okay. What is what is the style of beer that you usually navigate to? Um, right now I'm actually I have like three palettes that I like, but right now I'm all on IPAs because you know, since we're at home, I'm like, you might as well keep it strong. Okay. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And these are like, I think I picked up all local beers. Nice. So I'm like, okay, after this quarantine's over. I mean, I've been to a couple of these breweries, but this is something that I haven't had from them. So now I'm like, there's like two that I haven't been to that I'm like, okay, I'm like, I got to check y'all out. Dope. Okay. So we're going to start off with Miami Brewing Company's Vice IPA, correct? Right. Okay. Good. So go ahead, give that one a try. And then I'll give people a little rundown, all the information I have. Um, it's an American IPA. It clocks in at a 7.1 ABV, alcohol by volume. Um, like you said, hometown, brewed in Miami, Florida. Uh, I think it's in Doral, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I'm 33rd. They used to have this really, like, like I'm a, I love that spot. I can, I've probably been to, like, almost every brewery out here. Really? Okay. A lot of them. Yeah, like, I'm a brew head like that. I was like, oh, you got a podcast about brew? That makes <laughs> Because, like, uh, my friends are like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, man, you should, like, just, I don't know, support your locals. But my MI Brewing used to have a really badass brunch. Like, I wish somebody from there was listening. Like, y'all need to bring that back because it was life. They used to have this uh, beer mosas. Okay. And it was just great. Oh, they're getting tagged. They're getting tagged. So this one I haven't had. So I was like, yeah, I got to support MI Brewing. Like, I think they're, they're one of my favorite breweries out here. Okay. Good. I like the way it's set up. I like how nice it is, and and we. I used to know Pedro, man, rest in peace, man. That was like the guy. Oh wait a minute! You know what? Yeah. The Vice IPA. That's not MIA though. I just realized that. What do you mean? It's Miami Brewings. How is this Miami Brewing? Is it? Do I have the right one? I might have. Yeah, it's Miami Brewing Co. Okay, so Miami Brewing Co. I just realized that's not the one in Doral. You were talking about MIA, which is located in Doral. They make um, like the uh, the the mega mix. They make uh, tourist trap. They make the Miami Vice. The, yeah, the Miami Vice. They were the double. Yes. Now the Vice IPA. Oh, is that the one you have? Yeah, man. Now I'm all confused. I'm like, what do you mean? Okay, no. I, all right. My bad. Hey, listen. 
this is what happens when we put together a show during quarantine times. All right, what I looked up was the MI the the Vice IPA from Miami Brewing. You're talking about I got you. All right, now I follow. You're talking about the Miami Vice, the W E I S S. Okay, hold on a second. Let me come back because I just gave people all the wrong details. Nah, you're gonna have to just go back, delete this whole thing. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna have to do this all over again some other day. No, all right, got you. The Miami Vice, or it's white. It's spelled Weiss, but it's Vice German. Nah, 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 nah. I, you, I have the Miami Brewing Co. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, it's the Vice IPA. Then you started talking about MIA Brewing Co. Ah, got you. You know what? I should act like I've done a show like this before. Um. <laughs> This is, this is you fucking on my brain. I know, I know. And I was like, damn. I'm like, I've never had this one, but then it's like, if it came from MIA, but then I'm like, MIA. No, it's Miami Brewing. Thank you. Thank you for helping me to show together, making it as professional as possible. All <laughs> <laughs> this talk, let me know what you think about the beer. Okay, so this is actually, I like it. It's pretty crisp. It doesn't have, like, so much of a, like, uh, an aftertaste. And I would actually, would pair this up with, um, what is it? It's citrusy, pine, herbal. Okay. It has a subtle sweetness. And it has a dry finish. I like it. I would actually add this to, like, my little, I will pick up a little six-pack okay. of this and just chill at home. So, I would, yeah, this is a new IPA that I Bro. like, the Vice IPA. Yeah, and then, like, you know, it's something, if it's coming in at 7.1, it's like a six-pack of this just right. You don't even have to have it all at once. It'll, like, kind of get you through a day or two, maybe a weekend. That's, like, like after, like, what are tough days? Like, Mondays? Yeah. Do people drink on Mondays? <laughs> yeah, drink on Mondays. It's quarantine. Yeah, there you go. Like what after a rough day <laughs> on a Monday, you could drink that. You could actually that would actually go good with some tacos. Okay. Okay. Dope. Dope. Let's get it. Oh, well, okay, let's get into the second. Which one do you want to try second? So I have here. Hold on. It's called I've never had okay. this. I don't even know what this is a dogfish head. Okay. And it's the Lupa Lao. The Lupa. Yeah, the Lupa Luau. Yeah. Luau, yeah. Luau. I guess it's a Hawaiian thing, but that's that's Dogfish Head Craft Breweries Lupu Luau or Luau IPA. Um, it's an American IPA. I got it clocking in at a seven point three, so it's a little higher than the previous um, beer. And um, this one's actually out of Delaware, so it's probably the only one that is not not in the. Yeah, it's not local. Yeah, yeah this one's not okay. local. I just kind of looked at the can and I was like, it seems tropical. It's got some coconuts. I mean, yeah, and I've always liked um, Dogfish Head. I think I had another one of theirs, but I, don't, I think it's like the 90-minute okay. one that I've had that on okay. It was It never let me down, so I was like, why don't we pick this up? From all Excellent. This. So let us know what you think of that one. It does taste like coconut. Okay, so that's that, that flavor. Which I like. No, I like it. Some people might not like the coconut, but if you like coconut, this is nice. Your- I like that it's, it's like, it has a really nice smell to okay. it. Okay. I like it. Not bad. Okay. Uh, does it have the uh, the typical IPA aftertaste? No, it does. It actually does not have a typical IPA type of taste. It reminds me of like, you're drinking like cerveza de coco in a way, but not really. Okay. Because it doesn't have a really strong coconut smell yeah. or coconut, but you know it's a beer. Okay. 
I think coconut, like if you like coconut water, you're gonna like this. Okay. Water. I can say that. I get. I I guess why they drink it. I'm yeah, and if I'm trying to hydrate, and I know coconut water is good, but a coconut beer, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I might allow it. What was that show? I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> this might be, this might be great. This says, uh, coconut centric. It's a party brew. Okay, I guess you know. Yeah. It's um hops and coconut water. Okay, yeah, I can dig nice. it. Nice. Excellent. Um, typically at this point, I ask my guests for like a, an earliest beer memory, maybe the first time you sampled one, the time some the first time you drank one, you're like, oh, this is pretty good. Hmm. First time I drank a beer. I mean, I think when you're Dominican, you're kind of born and they just put like a, a little bit of a presidente in your bubble for birth. <laughs> like, try it, just let them have a little bit of beer. Yeah. I think um my favorite beer when I first started drinking, which was probably like illegally somewhere at a young age, you know, <laughs> at some skip party, like back in the days, I'm old at a skip party, was probably a Heineken because, you know, Heineken was just like the hip hop beer. If we were drinking Heineken or, or like Presidentes and stuff like yeah. that, like, yeah, those are my, the earliest beers. I remember like the first time I probably got inebriated was off of drinking some apple cider. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so not even, I mean, would that count as beer when you talk about like sour some people, Yeah, beer? some people, I've heard people say or, or post stuff that says that, you know, cider is not actually a beer. Yeah, I, but it's considered like a framboise, but I'm like, so how come they have them at breweries and they make kind of like a Exactly. Beer? So we should talk exactly. about it. Exactly. Like, like I, there's, a, there's a whole section of people that weren't consulted when somebody posted that or, or made that claim. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm attesting to. I'm just kind of like, uh, I'm kind of like, since it's the same ferment, like fermented type mm -hmm. of beer and stuff like that. Like that's what I really thought. Yeah. Hey, but, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, when uh when I started navigating away from your, you know, the 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 typical everyday everybody knows popular beers, um. And and go, started like looking into the world of craft beer. I actually started on the cider side first, and, and oh. then eventually, I guess when I got into like you know um, um, the barrel age stuff, I was a, you know for a minute there I was barrel age uh, like uh, Kentucky bourbon barrel age cream ale. Um, what was another one? Um, then I got into like Belgians, and I really like Belgians, and I started trying different ones. But it started off with ciders for me, at least you know after. You know, after years of drinking, like you said, the the staples, Presidente, you know, Heineken, yeah. um, that other one that's named after a virus, you know, um, so those, <laughs> those are the first ones. But then eventually ciders, uh, I opened up the door for all these other craft beers for myself. So, but enough about me. This is about you. Let's get, oh, man. Let's get into this third beer. Which which way are you going next? Um. Okay, so I picked up. I picked up the, a mango IPA from Hollywood. It said Hollywood Brewing. Okay. Hollywood Brewing Company's mango IPA. It's an American IPA. It comes in at a 6.2. And and this one, this one, I picked it up because if you know me, you know I love tacos. And this thing has like a little sugar score on it. And I'm like, mm, it's mango. I'm always looking for like a good beer for taco too. Okay. So I was like, okay, something about it. 
And I was like, okay, this one's local. Let's try. And I, I actually think that if, and I know there's a there's a whole other segment dedicated to food, but we're gonna touch on it real quick now. Um, I actually think that if you're gonna have a fish taco, you have to have mango on it. In my opinion. I mean, mango and pineapple, or just mango. No, like, well, maybe mango and pineapple. Definitely, like, a, like a little bit of a coleslaw, like a, a or cabbage. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Needs that? Yes, I agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna co-sign on that and put two checks next to it. <laughs> it's, we're starting the movement right here. So this one's actually what is this? The mango IPA. This is pretty good. I wasn't even expecting it to be this a girly beer, okay. but not really a girly. I would say a girly beer. Like it'd be a way to introduce someone who doesn't have. Yeah, someone someone who really doesn't drink mm-hmm. beer and is not really into beer. I think the last two beers will be like a way of getting them into, especially if they like like fruity okay. drinks and stuff okay. like that. Which this is actually a way from my complete palate. I wouldn't go this way. And when I first got into brews, I used to be really into um, porters and like dark okay. beer, chocolate tasting. But then it's like, I'm like, I'm 5'3", you know what I mean? 145 pounds. I can't drink porters. So despite the, it's not like, despite the fight that you have in you, eventually you know when the, you have to call it quits. Yes. And it's like, porters taste good. So you're over here sipping and you think you're eating chocolate cake. By the end of the night, you're it's not chocolate cake, buddy. So I'm like, no, I have to. I like porters. I have to be in the mood okay. for it. But then I started going, you know, I was always a Stella girl. Like even before, like after I started to get off the Heineken, everything was Stella's for me. Stella, Stella, okay. Stella. That was like my girl. Like now it's like, that's my go-to Stella. And then another secret beer that I will go to, like no matter what, is called the Fat Tires. I used to, it's so funny, quick story on the fat tire. I remember when I used to work hospitality at the hotel. I used to go to like the hotel next door during break and I used to drink a beer. We had 30 minutes. I used to be able to drink a beer too because it was so strong, right? And it got to the point that I used to get there and the girl knew and she started, um, man, I forgot her name. But she used to call it the dirty tire. And I used to laugh all the time. She's like, let me guess, you want a dirty tire? And I was like, it's called a fat tire. She's like, it's a dirty tire from now on. And I used to just laugh with that girl. She used to really, like, be able to help me release my yeah. It's still, like, one of my go-to beers. Like, it's like, well, like, six years later, yeah, I still do fat tire. Yeah. You gotta, if you haven't had a fat tire, man, just try No, it. for sure. I, and I'm going to co-sign that. Um, I find it that... Whenever I go to, if wherever I'm, whenever I go to a place or if a couple of people are getting together and it's not my typical, like you said, like a brewery or a spot that has craft beers, um, and it's just on some old franchise location where you got a couple of homeboys and they're like, yo, let's go meet up, you know, at place X just to, um, just to have a couple of beers. And it's not, they don't have like a, a wide variety. Um, that's what I usually go with is a fat tire because that's probably like the most, I guess, quote unquote, exotic beer they might have on tap there. You're so you're like I mean I just try to like I'm gonna tell my people stay safe if you're not really a brew drinker you know have you a Stella mm-hmm. have you a little Corona yeah. um, Heineken is an acquired taste I don't care what anyone yeah. says you either like it or you don't and have you like a little fat tire and if you want something like if they have maybe like a pop sporter or mm. like a there's this this um it's called Maduro it's one of my favorite beers from Cigar City Brewery. Yeah. yeah. Yes, like that drink. If you want to try something maybe chocolatey on the dark side that you haven't had before, like these fears that I just mentioned, they're not going to steer you wrong for beginners. Like you're going to be like, hmm. nice. So let's get into that fourth and final beer. 
Oh, so the fourth and final beer, this one, I picked it up because it was actually pretty cool. And it had a bat in front of it. It says, just the one of the coronavirus <laughs> quarantine. Tie-in. It's like. Bat, bat shit podcast. Because <laughs> everybody's going bat shit. I might as well. And it had, um, it said, I, I guess it's Rogue. Yeah, it's Rogue. I don't know. Yeah, it's Rogue Ales. And that's their Bat Squatch Hazy IPA. So it's like a combination between a Sasquatch and a bat. Like you said, it does have that whole, you know, quote unquote, the uh, beginning, the early stage of the coronavirus where everybody wanted to know where it was coming from. And there was apparently a bat soup involved. So and everybody's going bat shit crazy, like you said. So it is fitting. It is fitting. It was appropriate. You know, it just kind of jumped out at me. I'm like, oh, look at this. Oh, you know what I mean? I got a little bat (laughs) over here. So I have to make sure that I pick that up really quick yeah dope so go ahead and sample that one and i'll give them the uh, details i found on this beer like we said it's rogue ales it's their bat squatch hazy ipa it is a new england ipa that's the style and then it clocks in at a 6.7 um this one's uh out of oregon okay yeah. this one's pretty cool so i did good i got like two yeah, and then we traveled we went to a couple different places and then we were back home too dope there you go. Hey. <laughs> there you go. So this one, to be honest with you, I really like. Okay. And I haven't had it. It's a little creepy or whatever, but I will add this one. I will add, hmm, depending on the mood, but I would really keep the Miami Brewing and the Rogue. The Basquatch is actually pretty good. All right. I liked, I liked all of them. I can't say they were bad beers. I did good. All right. See? But if I had to add, like, oh, when I go to a spot or, like, part of, like, the ones that I would pick, I would actually pick the MIA and the other one. I would pick the other two for, like, people that are IPA beers. And I would definitely add the mango IPA to, like, fish tacos. But the rogue, like, do you guys, like, rate them one to three? Well, yeah, that's that's typically what I have them do. I just give them, like, a one through four, the one you like the best or the one you like the least. But if you, yeah, you can give that a shot, too. I mean, you were very informative with with the information you've given me already, as far as like the two dedicated to somebody who wants to get into beer and doesn't quite understand like the craze, the, the, uh, the mango and the coconut one. And then, but like you said, if you're out there, you, the bat squatch and the, uh, the vice IPA were more uh, up your alley, but yeah, go ahead and give them a little before just yeah. to make it official. I mean, because since I started on Porter's and like you, what you would call like your basic mm-hmm. beers, I guess that um these four went from right to left in the palette from a person that has never really tried IPAs. And I never really liked IPAs. Like, I had a homegirl that she would be like, give me, like, the strongest beer you got. And it was always an IPA. And I would be like, yo, that's disgusting. How can you drink that? So <laughs> I never got it. Like, we used to go a lot of, like, World of okay. Beer. And, like, I would be like, no, that's nasty. What are you talking about? And now, after some time, I'm like, yeah, I kind of like the IPAs because... You don't have to drink that much beer, ladies, okay? This is for the ladies. Guys, I don't know if you want to stick to the IPA because I heard it gives you man boobs, but do your own research. <laughs> I didn't say that. Do your own research. Disclaimer. But, like, IPAs for women, I guess, because it's, like, a strong beer. You don't have to drink a lot of it, and we're always counting, like, our carbs and calories. I'm like, yeah, do an IPA. But if you like chocolate and you have a strong stomach, then do a porter. Try the porters and the chocolatey taste, but you can go either way. Ladies, we got you covered. So, Lady G told you what's up. I mean, 
I'm just saying, like, you get to drink less beer and get, like, more trash. You get a little bit. You get the same feeling. Yeah. And then it's like, you'll have, like, two IPAs, and it's like, all right, you're good. Instead of having, like, I don't know, like, four or five Corona or something. Or, like, five. And really feeling bloated with all that that water in you. I I drink, like, I work out so I could drink. So that's just, like, my little little tip to my friends. You're You're gonna have to do some dips. And some tricep extensions if you're going to drink beer. I mean, you're going to have to do some cardio. Just get your cardio up, man. That's that's my one thing that I'm going to talk. Just get your cardio up. And dope. Good. Dope. Lady G, you're, you've been more than good. You sampled the beers. You gave us your thoughts. I appreciate that. Let's get into this next segment. Y'all know what it is. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. We're back at it. Um, we just we just took Lady G through the paces. She sampled the four beers. She gave us her thoughts on them. She uh, educated them, educated us on her uh, what she believed were the best situations for these beers. And um, and she even dropped some knowledge for the lady listeners. Um, all three of you. Um, <laughs> but uh, but definitely now we find ourselves in the beats portion. This is where we get into my guests' musical tastes, um, kind of everything from what they grew up listening to to what they're listening to nowadays, what a playlist would consist of. Um, I know we hinted at it a little bit earlier where we talked a lot about, we mentioned hip-hop. Um, so, Lady G, your earliest recollection of listening to hip-hop? Ooh, my earliest recollection of listening mm-hmm. to hip-hop. I wonder if, if Billy Ocean was hip hop. He was definitely he was definitely so. <laughs> Caribbean Queen and um Yeah, Caribbean Queen, right? So if I could really go back to my very first memory of hip hop that I can get from my mother and everyone and before because I was born in nineteen eighty three. That came out in like what, nineteen eighty three? Right around there. Yeah, right around there. So she would say when I was a little girl that every time this song would come on, even in the Dominican Republic, that this was my jam. I used to just jam to it. So when I really think about it, maybe it was Caribbean Queen, but I grew up like super Dominican. Okay. You know what I mean? With the Mariana, all that good stuff. The, the, the old boleros. Like, if you didn't, you know, my mom was really big on dancing. So we knew how to dance. Okay. Like a dance. But if you can think about, like, when I think about hip hop, like, I think that's like one of the first memories. But then as I got older and I started to really understand what it was, when I first got here, what really got my attention without learning um, the language was, uh, being from Miami and coming to Miami okay. was yes. like uh we used to have what was it mm-hmm. called like the box I didn't know what was going on man I was an Esau kid shout out to everybody anybody yeah. who's an Esau that don't speak right now without no accent okay, okay. talk about credit where credit is due <laughs> yeah what I'm telling you and I remember I used to listen to the box a lot and it used to be a lot of uh like <laughs> Uncle Luke and booty shaking music man and i used to just love it because it was just like i guess the drum yeah. something about well, it it was just yeah. great to yeah me. well the, the um the basis for a lot of booty music the it comes from Car- the caribbean that, that yeah. that's the origin the drum the drum pattern that the pace of the the pace of the, the rhythm and the pace of the song that's all caribbean or caribbean yeah so it's like i think that's what 
going back to it that I was really thinking about it, but when I really, because I like all types of music. I like to dance. I could, I could dance, whatever. It's my thing. And, like, I remember being a young girl when we first got here, and my mom used to take us to, like, what? Uh-huh. Puerto Rican festival, Dominican festival, Colombian festival. She always had a best friend named Raisa. They wow. still have best friends now. And we used to go to, like, all the festivals. So I got to see, like, a lot of different nice. people perform. At a young age, I, most people be like, what? You saw who? And it was there because my mom was definitely, like, all about that. And that's how I continued to go to, like, okay. the concerts and the festivals and the events. I mean, she kind of bestowed that music part in me. And I continued to just kind of look for it. I, I love concerts and festivals. Like, all my friends would say, like, yeah, she was there. That's, like, my thing. And it was it's a good vibe. So I kind of continued to that. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you know, it's funny uh, before I forget, because I'm, I'm a little older and thoughts kind of like come and go. But, but uh, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that, because I think I mean, we met at the, at the record shop, but I I think that we actually the first time I saw you was at the West Side Gun Show. I mean, probably. Okay. I was there taking pictures at the West Side. I was there. I mean, I've been to you probably. A lot of people probably see me a lot of shows. I don't talk to a lot of people. Like, if I don't know you, I don't okay. really talk to you. But if I know you, I like say what's up and stuff like that. Like, maybe they introduce us through someone and I'm not that. Like, I pretty much have to meet you, like, maybe once and then it twice clicked. and I'll be like, oh, okay. Because sometimes it's not that it's something rude of me, but I, sometimes I'm no, like, yeah, you're doing your thing. Yeah. or somewhere else. And then it's like, ah, and then later on, but it's like, yeah, probably at the West Side Gun where they had, um, I think they were having a track yes. event. Uh, shout out to Primo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shouts to all of y'all all involved. Yeah, man, Heron, everybody that was there. Yeah, I think he was I pull, there with um. Yeah, I pulled up. I pulled I up with um. I pulled up with Tres. Yeah, Tres, and, that's my. Yeah, that's my for sure, for sure, friend of the show. Uh, he's an alumni. He's been on this before. And then Orion approached us at one point, and then I, and I think it had to be you. I mean, because you had a camera on, so it had to be. I was the only. I was probably the, one of the only that girls was, with a camera. Yeah, or oh, the only girl with a camera. For sure, that was you then. I mean, I'm not the only girl, but like for the Benny show, like yeah, maybe I think okay. there were a couple of the girls. But if you were with Ryan and I was talking to her, so so probably me. You always, you always like if it, and then I'd be knowing because like if you spoke to certain people, it's like yeah, I know them. It's like yeah, for sure I met you. But if you tell me something, no, but that was just to attest to the fact that you're saying that you even nowadays you like to attend the shows, you like to catch up with the events going on. So I'll, I'll let you get back to your thought there. So yeah, like I think I pretty much got that from my mom. Okay, and that's why I still do it, and I love music. But I think. What really made me get into hip hop, like that I was like, damn, what the hell? Like, I remember okay. I was 13. I must have been like 13, right? And my cousins lived on the other block. They're like my family. And um, I think the old Dirty Bastard had just came out. And I had this guy, the brand new Sony Boombox that I used to play, like I think, like CDs or whatever, because I was just crazy yeah. about my music. I didn't care about nothing. I just had a boombox. And I remember people couldn't come over. I probably get in trouble. So I'm like, all right, nobody could come over to the house school. My cousin used to come over and I used to take my boombox out. If you live in Miami, you know what time it is. When you live in the house with the AC units was in the back or whatever. So we used to, I used to open my window and put the boombox out. And my cousin just happened to come through with a yellow CD. And he was like, oh, my God, goddess, when you hear this, this is going to change your life. I was like, man, what are you talking about? He's like, man, because that's all we used to do, like, 
it was a group of us that used to hang out. You know what I mean? When I first moved, I guess when I moved down south from Alapada and I met, you know, a couple of people and they really put me on to like a lot of like Biggie and just like real raw hip hop. I was like, damn, what the hell are these people like listening to? I just came from Alapada. We're listening yeah. to Goody music. And I would be like around like all the Hispanic people. So it was just different, completely different. And then when we moved to this neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? And there were Dominicans that lived on the same block. So you pretty much become yeah. family with them. And then they just put me on to a lot of music. And I was like, what the hell? So anyways, he came over that day, brought that CD. He ended up being the old Dirty Bastard. Yeah. Turn it to 36 That's a place to start, being a young 13-year-old, impressionable mind. And then you hear Dirty come in. I think I was like 12 to be okay. honest with you, like 12, not even wow. 13, I was 12. So uh, yeah, because we weren't allowed to do shit. So then he just kind of came over with that, and man, we put it on. I think my little brother was there, my brother was there, my little big brother. And we put it on, and it was like the greatest fucking thing <laughs> I ever heard. Um. We, I was like, oh my God, because I can relate so much to Old Dirty, even to like the whole when he was like, you know, we used to hold your breath and be like, ah, <laughs> like, dude, we used to do that, like even before I even knew who Old Dirty was. So that right there pretty much like changed, like he said, it changed wow. my life. I got into like a lot of people like, oh, you're a big woohead. I'm like, yes, I'm a big like woohead. Okay. Okay. So before I even knew who any, who even the Wu Tang Clan was or any of that stuff, like I know I used to watch Spanish okay. Kung Fu and I used to do Taekwondo when I was a little girl and all this other stuff. So it was just like it fit right in. And then when I learned like Old Dirty, I was just all like merged into that and then it turned into something else and it just he introduced me to wow wow not bad yeah so it wasn't even like oh what no it was like yeah old dirty and then like that just opened the floodgates to biggie and everybody else in the culture like it just opened it had my nose yeah like it was drugs wow drugs that's wow (laughs) so fast forward to nowadays what do you have on your you know typical playlist um nowadays Man, my typical my typical playlist will be completely different to what it is, okay. like what it was back then. But right now, I like it's very diverse. Like it really depends. Like I've been listening lately uh, a lot of Ketronada because I love like really dance house music. And you're like, well, Ketronada, yes, Ketronada. Um, I'm a big fan of Freddie Gibbs. Been okay. a big fan of Freddie Gibbs. Um, I've been listening to. I heard the new Day Electronica was. Yeah, good. you heard it. I've been playing a lot of, I've been playing a lot of Thorough, okay. shout out to Thorough, because Thorough is like, man, I was there when he spit all them bars for Jay Electronica, <laughs> that Dilla Fest, best Dilla Fest yet to have ever been thrown in Miami, shout out to oh, shout out to everybody who put that together, because that is still today and will forever and ever go down as one of the best Dilla Fest, well, to me, in Miami. You know what, um. You know, um, it's amazing. I'm starting to, and I, you, we all know this, that despite as big as the world is, when we talk about, and despite as big as hip, as despite the fact that hip hop is what it is, and, and you know, it's a, it's a, a worldwide thing, um, we, it brings people together. Like, um, if you're talking about the Dilla Fest, where Jay Electronica, Electronica performed 
Um, Rhapsody was there the night. Yeah, what I was, was there. That? Yeah, that's exciting. Oh, that is so dope because um, Rhapsody was performing on Friday. Jana Chanika came out during her set. He took his chain off and he placed it on her, kind of like a passing of the torch type thing. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy because then now with um with shouts to Rhapsody because now um I just recently found out that there's going to be uh, two separate prof- professors at two separate universities are going to be teaching a course on that Eve album. Yes, yeah, it's, it's considered it should be considered black yes. history, man. What she did with that with Eve should be considered part of black history like Sometimes it's to the point Rhapsody is one of the most underrated female rappers. Like, for, like I'm a huge fan of Rhapsody. Like, that's one part of hip-hop that this is going back. It's so funny. We start with Dilla and we kind of go back to Dilla. Like, Dilla was someone, Dilla and that whole neo-soul era, like, they taught me a different mm. side mm-hmm. of hip-hop, which was, for like, this this part of hip-hop is, like, the heart of hip-hop. Like, we're common and you keep Erica Badu yeah. and where you keep Dilla and you keep Rhapsody and you keep like what we, it should have stayed as and what it should have been. But like, unfortunately due to who controls the masses and what they want it to be like, it didn't end up yeah. being like that. So yeah, I agree. I was like, man, can I sign up for that shit? Do they got it online? What do, can I get a <laughs> There you go, right? That? Yeah, I do. I got to walk away with some paperwork. Yeah, because that's so for the culture and it, it's beautiful. Like I feel like Rhapsody, to me, she's one of my favorites because she empowers women to be women without having to show your ass. Fucking 367, everything is like, yes, yes, yes. And it's like, no, man. It's yeah. Really and it's crazy that I think like she's such a classy person that, you know, if you were to, you know, she's she's not big on the whole like division thing. Like if when she's in interviews and they ask her, well, what do you think about so-and-so? Or they try to like lead her towards a way where it's like, you know, you're better than you know, insert female rapper's name here. She's very good about like, hey, we're all we're all talented. We're all good. We all bring something different to the table. But no, like Rhapsody, Rhapsody definitely holds a place. Not just female MCs, just male MCs, MCs in general. Um, she's something else, man. The talent is is unreal. Yeah, man. She's a queen that's it. Crown. That's it. Oh man, I, I I got caught up in the rhapsody thing, man. I, that, was, that was great that we touched on that. Um, oh, how did you feel? All right, so you were there that weekend. How did you feel Saturday night when Premiere came on and they only let them, let them rock for like six minutes? Why we gotta bring <laughs> this back? I thought we got over this, man. Like I've had this conversation with so many people, and I don't bring myself to the bad moments, man. Especially after what I brought. Like the shit was bullshit. We never okay, we're not. We're not. <laughs> We not, and she was. They still yeah. file for that. We, still, man. If you talk to anybody that was there, they will still get it. Yeah, and, and apparently, apparently, um, I spoke to Got Now, um, at the Technique Records, and and he said that that was the night when him and and Rick Steves met for the first time, and um, and that's how they started their that like the union, the friendship between them was at that at that event. That's funny, man. Shout out to Ricky Steez and God Now. Like, Ricky Steez, man, that's like, I got so much love for him right there. And God Now, too. Like, I met um, God Now through okay. Ricky Steez. And I've known Ricky Steez for, like, before he even started DJing. Like, that's, like, wow. my brother. Wow. Yeah, right <laughs> that's so good. He, I think I was rocking with him that day. He was rocking with okay. us. Okay, like okay. That. I don't even know, like. I, it was just so many people. I wouldn't even be able to tell you that weekend. It was just one of the greatest weekends of my life. I can tell you that. Yeah. Hip hop. 
that shit it's like four yeah. <laughs> especially like you said south florida it's like there's very few and far between uh there's very few events far and they're far and and oh, i can't even get the, the right term the events are few and far between where you get like a, the the core group of i don't want to say hip-hop purists but people who appreciate that vein of hip-hop um so when it happens, everybody pulls up. So there really shouldn't be any surprise that we were all in attendance, you know, coming from the same frame of mind. Like you said, the Soul Quarian sound and um, that side of hip hop. It was like, it was no, it's no surprise to me. I, I'm looking forward to like running into more people that are going to tell me the same thing. And they're going to be like, yeah, I was there. Oh man, trust me. It was a frequency that was there all weekend. Like there's not, it was just Perfect. a frequency. I can't nah, even per- you explain think that's it. it. Like, to me, hip-hop is a vibe, and it's a frequency that we're kind of all mm. connected to, like, some yeah. way of another, and we yeah. don't even know yeah. yet. But it, it's a vibration, definitely. And that was one of the most powerful. To me, it was, like, one of the best weekends that we've had here. And, man, I've been doing this hip-hop shit here wow. for a while. Oh, Long bro. time. So it's <laughs> like, that weekend still, we still talk about it. People were still getting their feelings about it. Like man, and now I know I've been initiated into the club, into the circle. I won't bring up that moment. <laughs> we don't talk about Premier getting cut off on Dilla Fest in Miami. There's just some shit like you don't talk about Fight Club. We don't talk about Premier getting cut off. I'm gonna be the first motherfucker to say it. You do not talk about Premier getting cut off on Dilla Fest, man. That's, That's it. A crime. Yeah. There's, you know, I like to say that when it comes to this podcast. There's no rules. Um, I think we just found our first rule. That's our first rule. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it now, and so it'll last forever. This podcast we don't discuss that evening. It was sometime in February, probably early February, and uh, was it at? Uh, that was at 2016, 2016 or 2017. But anyways, we just don't, don't talk about we don't getting cut off exactly. at the fest. I don't care. Like we're like what we we all look at like like we don't talk about that shit, man. We have we have been trying to forget. It's like you took me back to a time that it was like, oh man, we was tight. <laughs> we don't my, talk about that. My shit. We, can't. Like, we relapsed. I think we did some healing throughout the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that whole rhythm mm, here, yeah. live without getting cut off, like, yes. healed us. So rule number one of the Brutes and Beasts podcast, we do not talk about Premier getting cut off during the Fest in Miami. It's official. It's official. What did, you think of, what did you think of the battle? I mean, I know you touched on it a little bit, but what did you think of the battle overall? What do you mean? The battle overall? Uh, like, I just don't really, I don't really see it as a battle. Right. You know what I mean? Like, when someone, like, I had it on live, and they were like, you know, you need to sit your ass down. Like, we're on the couch, you're dancing. <laughs> like, it just took, it took me through so many emotions in mm. hip-hop, and so many different, like, I guess, Lady G's. So Adam many Marie's. different, like, aspects yeah and so many different like versions like it was really good like i feel like it was really good for the soul i think we all won i don't feel like yeah. it was a battle yeah i feel like it put people on to certain things that we didn't even know so i feel like it was it was a lot of knowledge and love i mean i'm tank forever but premiere like, I, you know, I, I had that conversation with a couple people you know prior to the battle where um you know everybody's asking yo who do you have who do you think is you know so on and so forth and I said and my thing was like man Premier's got a catalog he got, he got a head start on Rizzo so it's not like you know I just 
you know, like, sorry to cut you off, but I feel like it, it was RZA, and you will feel the RZA vibe, but it was just the fact that Primo has been able to be so versatile. He's been able to put, like, a lot of the shit that RZA put on, it's like, all right, yeah, we, I, I do expect for you to put all the metal yeah. shit. I expect you to put, like, all the ODB shit, and I expect you to do certain things. But the fact that Premier was able to, like, go somewhere else with it as far as MCs, that I was like, yeah. Wow. The people he may shine yeah. on his backs. And also, I was surprised by some of the things that RZA did too with the people mm. he worked with. That yeah. was awesome. So it's just kind of hard, but I feel like uh, Premier put us on, like, oh, you forgot I did this right quick. And then RZA just reminded us of like the root of like how a lot of us fell in love with certain yeah. sounds of hip hop. And also, Primo also did that for us, but I just felt like it was it was telling two different stories in hip hop, like yeah. books. And it was it was beautiful. I loved it. Like we need to have. Yes, more of that. I agree. Agree, definitely. My favorite moment of that evening was um, when Premier was going to play a song, and he kind of hinted at. Uh, he made a comment about, "Yeah, I'm going to take it B side," and um, and when he said that, I was like. The question remains, and and then that drops, and I was like, all right, that's it. I I could say that if this if this stream was supposed would cut off right now, I'd be I'd be happy. I'm content. I'm like glad I, I could walk away happy because that that was one of the songs that I was playing like mid 90s it was uh, the, the amount of times i played that song was ridiculous it, it was just i feel like it just tugged out all our heartstrings because it just went this, like rissa had all dirty and then fucking for me like gang stars <laughs> wow <laughs> i know a lot of Yo, yeah that's all I gotta say. Like I'm like. Ah. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Guru. R.I.P. O.D.B. Man, that's yeah. That's a whole other. I didn't even think of that. That's yeah. Yeah, man. That's where I was like, they were like, I feel. <laughs> the power of hip hop compels me. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, man. I was, I was hypnotized. Oh, like, oh, excellent, excellent. Um, you know what? I'm gonna try something different. Is there anything you recommend that I should? Check out. I mean, it me is like the thing is with me that like my selection of music. I could be like I'm chilling one day all in the flowers, and then the next day I'm selling drugs. <laughs> so it's just different. Like my like my palette is very like I'm open to a lot of different music. I don't like trash ass music. Yeah, I'll tell you that. But there's certain things that it's like I don't put it past anybody. Like I try to listen okay. to everybody. But I feel like people should listen to the music that's going to set the tone to the mood of what it is you mentally want to yeah. get into. Music will give you the energy that you need. You just got to make up your mind on what it is okay. you're looking for. Strong. Um, All right, you know what? I got, I got a better question. I got a better. I'm going I'm to pose that. I'm going to phrase that question differently. What's, what's, which, uh, is there an artist or a song that you heard that you weren't expecting to get a certain feeling from and then you actually did like you you like kind of somebody played something for you or you came across something and you weren't really expecting a lot but when you actually after you heard it you were like oh that's actually pretty good fucking what's this guy something impala tame them okay impala. never heard of him i'm gonna write that down oh tame them impala like um i was surprised when they put me on to this because i was like oh i think i like that 
it touches like a different a different side of who I am. This is like I don't know, Lower East Side Gladys okay. or whatever. Like not Lower East Side. Let me rephrase. I love below Gladys on Tuesday. Shout out to the Love Below Party, one of the best parties in Miami. I cannot wait for this shit to back. I really can't wait for y'all to come back because man, it's such a vibe in that party that I can't even explain. Wow. Like it's a free spirit. Hey, anybody from the podcast listening, when you pull up, just tell them Lady G sent you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody there. <laughs> I can tell you a couple spots when they open them back up that I'm like, hey, I need to check Dope. out. But it's something about the vibe in the love below that it's like if you go to that party and you don't dance when I okay first, okay and you you, you got to dance you gotta let that energy out like if you want to dance on a Tuesday have your tacos drink your beer and take your ass to the love below and shake your ass with my friends because they're awesome all of them every single DJ that DJs there is fucking amazing so and Tame Them Paula kind of brings you back to that that vibe yeah so Tame Impala. I was just really surprised with what it was. I actually even did like a couple like um, video clips to him, but I w- I didn't know what I was gonna be listening to, and it was actually a great pick. Dope, dope. All right, so now I got some homework. I'm gonna look into that and see uh, see how it strikes me. See how I feel after listening to it. Damn, Gladys. Uh... Man, we covered. <laughs> you gotta you get you're gonna have to cut a lot of this. No, we're keeping it all. No. <laughs> Um, no, man, this is, this is great. This is really dope conversation. Um, we touched a lot on music from Caribbean queen, um, all the way up to the the power and strength of, you know, Rhapsody and her contribution. Um, yeah, you, you did a hell of a job. There's only one thing left to do before we, yeah. (laughs) Why do I have to say anything else? Y'all know what it is. Bruce beats and Easter podcast. Bruce Beeson is the podcast, and we have reached the pinnacle, the mountaintop, the the apex, um, and any other word that deter- that means or translates into like the end. Um, this is the eats portion. This is where we get to know my guests' um, taste when it comes to food. Um, uh, you know, favorite food to go meal. Uh, maybe something she enjoyed when she was growing up. Uh, whether she cooks, you know, stuff like that. So. I've been doing something new. I've been experimenting with my guests as far as when it comes to this segment, and I want to try to do this more often. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, what would your ideal meal or cheat day? You mentioned you work out prior to this. So um, what would be your ideal cheat day from breakfast all the way to dinner? Oh, man. My ideal cheat meal? Like, cheat, cheat. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you, like. For, for 24 hours, the calories don't count. Where do you start, start and where do you end the day? All right. So I'm definitely going to try to go to like Cracker Barrel <laughs> mm. and get a breakfast with pancakes and all the fixings mm. except for anything that has meat. Okay. okay. So I'm going to get like all the fixings. That would be awesome because I love Cracker Barrel. Um, For lunch... I don't know, man. I would probably do like something like super Dominican or super Puerto Rican. Like I would eat like a mango or like a mofongo. 
with some like I don't know some kind of sauce ah. and avocado somewhere in okay. there. Okay, I would definitely put platano for lunch. Okay, okay. And then um, damn. For dinner, I think I would actually would love to eat like a a homemade burger. Hmm. But not like a homemade burger of meat, but like a oh, I don't eat meat. So it's like I would get one of those like I don't know, fucking gourmet beans and mushrooms. Got you. But like a like a dope uh I don't know, French fry option on the side, like truffle fries. That would be awesome. Nice. That would be awesome. Or it would have to go like on the side, like some type of dope ass primavera sauce with some primavera pasta with like some vegetables and some good ass sauce or something like that. All right. All right. Yeah, straight carbs, carbs. <laughs> I hate so I probably should have mentioned early before that, prior to that, that you're vegetarian. Um, you said uh, you, start, you started working out some time ago and uh, you were you came across someone, a trainer who kind of put you on to the the, uh, the the benefits of being vegetarian um so it kind of drew me into vegetarianism because um i had a trainer that i met uh shout out to roger our team rx3 you know what i'm saying those are my people um he was a vegetarian and like he was a trainer and man like i never met someone so agile and powerful okay like before, and I would be like, "Damn, man! Like you'll be on the floor with your tongue out, and then your trainer will be like, oh, you want some more?'" And I'll be like, "How the fuck is this guy even keep going? He won't even eat meat, <laughs> right?" So then <laughs> I was kind of like, "Man, you know what? I need to figure out what the fuck he's doing, and like if this is really real." And then I had other things going on with me, like uh, physically and like health wise, that I just felt like becoming going towards uh being a vegetarian or I can't say vegan because I'm not going to stop wearing my kicks. I'm sorry, y'all. Like, <laughs> I need my leather. Like I love, I love expensive bags. So I'm not going to see him be like, Oh, I'm a vegan. No, I'm not a vegan. I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat an egg because hey. we still don't know what came first, the egg or the chicken. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hey, queso fritos, queso fritos, queso fritos. Yeah. But, and another thing, what pushed me more into being a vegetarian is the fact that I'm like, I'm lactose intolerant was born like that. It's like uh, I've learned a lot about non-dairy products that have changed my life and it's been really good for me. Oh. And also, um, it really made me uh, want to get into it because I'm, I'm a cancer survivor. So, wow. like, uh, it's just something that just really helps with your diet and keep your body alkaline. Don't get me wrong. You can still have a very alkaline body and they'll still find cancer. Mm. But the more alkaline you stay, I feel like it gave me better chances to be where i'm at today so it's just been a choice that it's not that bad everybody's like oh my god blah, blah, blah. you don't eat the meat but i've learned that there's so many other things that we're actually not eating because we're eating meat yeah that there's never gonna be a substitute for me i don't care what anybody <laughs> says you know what i'm saying because yeah. like it smells delicious when someone's cooking up a, a, like a, a nice burger and a fat ass steak i'm not gonna say i'm like Oh, it sucks because you know what? It's delicious, but you know what? When I eat it, I don't feel right. okay. Okay. Or I don't feel right, and it's not because oh, I don't, I don't try to push that on anybody. Like some people try to push it. Nah, man, I don't care. You want to eat your fucking man? Enjoy it for me. Take a couple bites. Be like, this is for G. Live life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But to be honest with you, like it really helped me out 
with my journey and what I've been doing. And I feel like I was just thankful to come across some people that had more knowledge than I did. And they put me on slowly. So it wasn't something that I just did. I was pescatarian for some time. Okay. Like I ate a lot of seafood, shrimp, all that fish, all that. And then sometimes once in a while when I feel like it, I'll eat a good piece of fish. You know what I mean? If it's like fresh Mm. and it's local and all this other stuff. Yeah. But for the most time, like, I, I won't even look at it because I, I think I've been, like, all vegetarian for the past, like, maybe seven months or something like all right. that. And it's been going good, but it took me some time to transition. So I'm not going to sit here and tell people, like, oh, just jump in head first. Nah, man. Go with what you feel comfortable with. Yeah. And then once you start eating the right things, like, you're going to feel a certain type of way and you're going to notice the difference. <laughs> yeah. So it's really up to you, and I'm never gonna be like, oh, you know, just go full vegetarian. Hey, do whatever works for you. Definitely. I just know that once I change the lifestyle, like a lot of things that I've learned and how my palate has changed, and the people that I've been able to impact around me has been a positive impact. So I just I've kind of stuck to that. It's been good for me. So, and if it's not good for you, I know a lot of people that I'm like, you know, if you start being a vegetarian after some time, you can't eat cheese. And I know some people that can't live without mm-hmm. cheese. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Or like we say, the Dominican fly, rice meat, rice, beans, and some kind of meat. That's what you eat every day in a Hispanic household. And to be honest with you, like, we really don't have anybody to teach us the knowledge that that's not really nutrients. You know what I mean? That's not really food. It's not a balance. I think overall, it's not an ideal balance. Like, you could sit there and eat that all day, but you're not, there's things you're missing out on. I mean, I feel like culturally, as Hispanic people and as folk, period, like we weren't really taught Mm. to eat a lot of these good things, not because we weren't taught, but because maybe some of our people didn't have the knowledge and didn't have the access because of poverty. Yeah, yeah. So we pretty much did what got got everybody by, which is great. I'm not knocking that, but to be honest with you, it hasn't helped us. Yeah. In being more nutritional people, like in my household, I'm the only vegetarian in my household, okay. and I'm thankful that like my my people have supported me because some people they'll fuck with you and they'll clown you about it, but now it's pretty much like it's gotten to the point that like they're looking at me like, so what kind of crazy shit are you drinking now? Yeah, yeah. is that good? And I've been able to put them on to different things that they don't know about. But sometimes you don't get that same type of support. So I gotta be thankful that they're like, all right, cool, you know that's what you're doing, all right, and. I still, I'll still cook as I'm not grossed out by meat and stuff like that. I'll still make certain things for the people that be like, yeah, man, you make this pretty good because you, you know, you know, you got your recipes and you know how to cook, but there's still certain things that I won't do, but they've, they've been able to be very supportive and they'll try some of the shit that I'm into, which is great. Big ups to them, but that's not going to work out with everybody, especially like coming from strong Hispanic households. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. Yeah. true true um so you touched a little bit on cooking uh we got to uh, we got to know your ideal day when it comes to meals um is there a certain spot that you would recommend when it comes to uh vegetarian dishes i i can say one thing i'm really like a, i'm a taco lover like taco tuesdays are on and popping like my rikiki about the taco tuesdays <laughs> because tacos are the best things created <laughs> Whether you want to put them on a lettuce, whether you got a neighbor that makes tortillas, like I think everybody should celebrate Taco Tuesday. Okay, you and LeBron. <laughs> yeah, me and LeBron, like we're we're all about the Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> so 
I can really, there's a few taco places that I really like. Um, I'm going to say shout out to the Taco Craft on South Miami. They have some of the best bartenders. Nice. Also, um, Tats and Tacos and Tattoos. Ah, yes. um, over there in Kendall, the one in Kendall, like Michelle, man, bartender Shelly, she makes these badass like watermelon margaritas. Ah, damn. Fire. And they're vegan. Like, the, mush- the mushroom taco, they have a really good mushroom taco. Yo, yeah, the mushroom tacos there is fire, but to be honest with you, I like the tacos from Taco Craft, like the mushroom tacos from Taco Craft. Back. Okay, okay. No offense to tats and tattoos, but Taco Craft, I don't know what it is they do to the mushrooms. That's really good. And they have a lot of good options. Like, I think, you know, tacos, go go the safe way. Try vegetarian tacos. I might turn into something else, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, I think I was Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah i mean it's it's ideal it's handheld you get a little bit of everything in it so i mean tacos are great <laughs> i'm down for all hispanic foods but it's like those are like there's a bunch of taco spots you can go to but those are the two taco spots that i really frequent and that i get a good vibe i get great service man everything is always on point okay i mean Tip well. If you're not a good tipper, I don't fucks with you. If you're not tipping 20% over, I'm not fucking with you, period. And try to tip cash, man, because they take that out of their check. Ah, yes. So it's not taxable if you tip cash. Dope. Let me ask you a question. What do you think about um, the Indian tacos, where now you have a couple spots where they're putting, like, uh, chana masala in a taco or... uh, Vegetable korma and a taco. I mean, that, I like that curry type of food. More like curry everybody. Like, I don't like Charlie's vegan tacos. I think it went with, I yeah. don't know what y'all doing over there, but that's not tacos, man. I'm going to be the first one to say, like, I wasn't thrilled. <laughs> like, oh, shout out to the number one spot that how dare I. There goes my sponsor. Spot, Coyo Taco and Winwood. Like, y'all are really, really, really. That was before a lot of other people were around. Okay. They've been doing such an awesome job and they continue to do the awesome job. That I, I got to say big ups to that. Dope, dope. So big I taco fan. I'm sorry. Are you, um, are you a sweets person at all? Oh, man. Yeah, that's why I'm I scout is because I love desserts, man. Like, I'm a baker. I love to bake. Yeah, man. Like I, I'll, I'll be fat forever. Okay, okay. I like sweets. Like I have a sweet tooth, so <laughs> I really like to dip and dabble with desserts. So I, I don't know, man. Like this is a hard question for me. Okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, so it's hard to narrow down one. Is there a dessert that you made, like something you like? You tried something for the first time, like I'm gonna try to bake this. And you were actually, oh, you know, you right, actually so surprised man. yourself as to how well it came out. Dominican cake. Like, if you're Dominican, like, Uber Dominican, it's like, this the epitome. So, in my family, my uncle's been making, they've been making the same kind of cake for, like, a hundred and something, I don't know, years, right? <laughs> and then one day, like, I've been eating that cake since before I was <laughs> yeah. born in my mother's stomach. And, like, one day he was over here when we were doing it, and I was like, yeah, so... I told my uncle, like, oh, you want to be here a while? You want to show me how to make that cake? Oh, he was like, what? You want to know how to make the cake? I'm like, yeah, everybody acting like it's a it's a secret and shit. Like, what's up with the recipe? He was like, they've been making this cake. Like, you know, he, they give you the rundown and shit. Like, why you worthy? And then he's like, all right. <laughs> Yo, the worst mistake I made in my life was I didn't have a mixer, man. So I had to mix everything by hand. <laughs> 
Oh, well, you like to work out, right? <laughs> in the hand, like, what are you doing? Where's the bathroom? What the fuck? Needless to say, like, I got my ass beat, but I learned the recipe <laughs> that, you know, now I got it. I, I have this cookbook that's a secret. That shit is, I got the recipe and I know how to wow. make it. And uh, to be honest with you, I think that is, I've tried some other recipes, but that recipe there was the most painful the most work I've put in and the most grateful I've been for. And it didn't taste as good as his, but it was close. He was like, all right, I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to give it like a B. You better practice. I was looking at him like, you know how many times I got slapped for this? Like, like 150 times. And I, I mixed everything by hand. So, yeah, that's like, that's my story. Wow. Wow. Best, the best baker in the fam, yo. Best baker in the fam. Yeah, I don't care what you got. He makes the best Dominican wow. cake ever with the with the pineapple <laughs> in the middle filling. I don't care what you're talking about. All right. Oh, damn. That's no joke. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, my Dominican confession time. As a Dominican, I don't mind Dominican cake. Oh, hell. <laughs> I cannot stand that frosting. What? You don't, yo, you don't like the subido from the cake. I don't know. Are you fucking serious right now? There's that frosting. It tastes to me. It tastes very grainy. Like when you when you're eating it, it has kind of like a, a sandy, oh, like a gritty texture to me. Right here. Oh my god, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Listen, I don't know who's Dominican. You've been eating, but those are not my people, man, <laughs> or anybody that I know. That's all I'm gonna say. Grainy frosting. <laughs> and then they got and then they got the little the little silver BBs that they put on Yo, the, that I still don't think they're edible that. but you get stuck on your throat <laughs> you swallow it and you shut up about it cause that's a rather passage I can't believe this man right here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so look at I, yo. Like, it's so funny. It's so traditional Dominican cakes with the little pearls on that motherfucker for my 30th birthday. My daddy was like, I, and it was fire, kid. I don't know who should have been eating. We need to save you from that, man. The little pearls. <laughs> yo, I, listen, I can honestly tell you that every time there was a, a Dominican cake involved in whatever La Fiesta or birthday party or whatever, you know, it was always presented to me by, you know, to me by the rest of my family. It was like, Oh, you know, and because of Dominicano, now you gotta have, I don't know. And I was like, who yeah, eat this damn American frosting? Dominican this frosting's horrible. So I usually would, yeah, I don't appreciate I would work. anything. anything. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Too much. All right. I'm going to have to come across the right cake and, and see. Maybe I, I, I'll give it a little try. But between between the frosting and the little, you're saying they're edible, but the little, make me little pearls, the little silver pearls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. I'll put the, let me know what you get. I'll put the poll up on my side, too. No, damn. Damn. All right. Anything else I besides mean, Dominican I cake that uh like my favorite that you enjoy? That was just like my dessert struggle story. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to learn that one. A las buenas o a las malas. Huh? We say okay. in Spanish. But like my favorite thing to eat are like uh, custard. Okay. okay. I love them. Even though I'm lactose intolerant, like I be keeping that. Um, what do you call that? On. Lactate. But my favorite thing is um. Oh. 
flan cocho or like flan or any custards. Like a, uh, I like rice pudding. I just like sweets, man. I'm a fat girl. That's how I stay fat. Like you show me a cookie, anything that's sweet, nice. I'm, I'm gonna eat it. Unfortunately. So. Yeah, I am. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like tonight. I'm like, powerless I like against it. Unfortunately, I mean, I just like to eat. Period. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Like, if you see me older and I'm fat, you know, forgive me. I don't care. I think, I think <laughs> yeah. you know, people that don't make like, yeah. that's too much. Yeah, but there, there's like there's there's questions to be raised. In other words, mom always says you always get more with sugar than you do with salt. I'm thinking that's the best place to wrap this thing up. Wise words from mom. She said it the best. Lady G, Gladys, man, it's it was such a trip, man. This was a great experience. Um, we got to know you. Uh, we got to know your hobbies, how you got into photography, the you know makeup artistry, stylist. Um, we got to get your opinion on beers. You gave us your thoughts on them. You ranked them for us. We got into music. We discussed moments and occasions that we were both part of and never even realized it and um, and parts that we're not even going to discuss anymore. And we got the rundown on food. You were a great sport. Man, I appreciate it so much. Where can they find you again? Instagram. Um, that would be the best way to get a hold of me. So there it is. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, Lady G, for taking the time, sitting down and talking it up with me on some social distancing tip. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. You can keep up with me at Bruce Beats, the letter N, Eats, the podcast, at G at uh, IG. Uh, the Gmail is BruceBeatsAndEats.com at Gmail. Um, I have a Twitter, but I don't do much with it, so don't even bother going there. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know that you can find this podcast on most streaming platforms, at least the ones that matter. Tell them once they get there to rate, comment, and subscribe. Please don't forget, if you're already at Spotify listening to this podcast, go over to Bruce Beats and Eats, the account. I have three playlists there that are pretty much my beginning, middle, and then most recent playlists of hip-hop. I started off with the early 80s, going to the mid-90s, into the early 2000s, and then late 2000s into now. Please check it out there. Follow me there. Uh, you can also listen to the, uh, the music that we talk about on the podcast. I'll throw those on the podcast playlist so you can check it out. I'm going to throw some Tame Impala in there and a couple other things. And yeah, man, that's pretty much it. Um, Bruce Beasties, the podcast. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm O'Head Ed. I'll see y'all next week.